0: Hello and welcome to The Donfather, a family podcast about a tumultuous football club. And in my 25 odd years of being an Essendon member, that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen that has come at the end of what has been, without a doubt, the most disappointing season of my entire football-watching time. I remember ni- the 1997 season as being the first one as a supporter where Essendon were really shit. Um, I remember my fir- earliest football memories... Uh, the 1993 grand final, not that I really knew what was going on. And then really kind of success from that point on until 97 was the first year that I remember that we didn't make not only the finals, but didn't have a deep run into the finals. Um, And this season has been the worst since that time, I think. Who's with me tonight?
1: It's Laura here tonight. The Don father's two children again. Um, what a day it has been. It's honestly what a day.
0: It's look, I'm going to be honest, we're probably not even going to talk about the game very much, are we?
1: There's literally nothing to talk about. There was like two minutes of stuff to talk about, which was Massimo and his first goal, quickly followed by his second goal. And that's about where um, the joys of the game finish. There's literally how, nothing else to talk about.
0: How good is Massimo?
1: Massimo is amazing. Literally the only like for the whole game. Mm,
0: is that Massimo. Oh, Jesus. We should get him on the pod sometime.
1: We should. Mm. We should. Maybe we should, I can um, use my former connections.
0: To get him on the pod?
1: To get him on the pod. Yeah.
0: Do you reckon he'd come on the pod?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Maybe we'd have to entice him. We'd have to trap him with some pizza.
1: I reckon, like, I don't know. I saw his, his grandparents on the, on the TV on his first game. I reckon not even some pizza's going to really um, get him over the line.
0: What's that got to do with it? What's his grandparents got to do with it?
1: He probably gets quality gra- pizza from them.
0: Yeah, he probably does. What are
1: you going to serve him up, Domino's?
0: No, mum makes some pretty quality pizza.
1: She does. Mum makes very good pizza, actually.
0: We've got to check his macros, though. Make sure that it's all balanced.
1: It's off-season now.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been off-season for a number of weeks, according to the performances.
1: Yeah, well, true that. Mm. True that.
0: So, yeah, let's be honest. The game was... It's not even worth discussing. It was terrible. There's
1: literally nothing to talk about. Literally. You
0: know, Mum? Mum actually said she wanted to go home at time. That's
1: it how you the, know it's bad.
0: Yeah, it was a graveyard slot. Um, We got to half halftime. We thought, what? why are we here? Why should we hang around until 8 o'clock? I know. Um, to watch this drivel and then ruin the end of our weekends. But being the Nuffies we are, we did hang around, didn't we?
1: Even the Nuffies in front of us didn't hang around that long.
0: Yeah. yeah. We're like... You're Can a special we... breed of Essendon supporter if you're That's
1: around. That's true. That's true. Do you reckon this season's even worse than the 2016 season?
0: Yeah, definitely. 100%. I guess
1: there was an excuse, right?
0: There was no expectation in 2016. This is. This has been the worst season in my memory. No question. This is the this has been the season, and I'm sure I speak for lots of Essendon supporters, where I have been so disengaged with this football club. Um really from the Geelong loss. I
1: You I, you were you disengaged at the end of the first quarter of the first game. Because I saw the writing on the
0: wall have have I been incorrect?
1: No, you well, were I, correct. In hindsight you were correct. Like I thought you were being a bit dramatic but as it turns out, you're on the money. We've paid for our, our MCC membership that we've waited twenty something years for. We used it one time.
0: Yeah. Literally
1: that, one time.
0: That is that is the Suncorp Football Club.
1: We've been waiting for this for twenty years.
0: It's like you know, if we're getting ready for a final series, we're like, yeah, cool. We'll go sit in the MCC for the finals, or we'll go to we'll go to some away games at the MCG, some exciting ones, but it. It just has not been worth turning up for.
1: No, not at all. But I did actually want to raise something, a really Mm. big dislike. And it has, I mean, a little bit to do with the club, but a lot to do with supporters. Mm. So I was reading some stuff last night and it talked about the players being booed off the ground. Mm. And that stuff really, really gets to me. I um, really hate seeing the players boot off the ground. I remember like years and years ago when um, Richmond were really shit and watching a game, it was a Friday night game and they'd been absolutely demolished and um, and you just saw the, the supporters hurling abuse at the players. Mm. I really disagree with that because, yes, they're there and they're paid to do a job, but I, I genuinely don't believe that the players go out there not to give hundred percent and not to do the best they can on the day and potentially you know in the in the situation the Bombers are in now there's clearly a lot going on behind the scenes the board and the club and potentially they don't have the right coaching staff potentially they don't have the right systems and that is resulting in performances like we saw yesterday but at the end of the day these are 18, 19, 20 year old kids a lot of them and I think people forget that they're actually human beings Mm, once they take those those singlets off, they're actually human beings and I really hate seeing and hearing people so called supporters doing that to the players, I just I disagree 100% with that
0: Well that I don't think any players go out there to not try you know like definitely not they're they're definitely doing their best giving a hundred percent but on the flip side we as supporters and members pay good money to attend and and that doesn't mean that they have to win every week but we intend to see a competitive performance and for too long and too regularly have we seen uncompetitive performances? And so I can understand the supporters' frustration and I can understand them wanting to boo the team off. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I
1: definitely Um, can understand it. I've been sitting there every week for the last 20 years as well. Like I, I definitely understand it, but I think that they are unfortunately the face of a system that's letting them down. And
0: yeah, the system's you been know, broken a long time.
1: The word supporter is exactly that. And I don't feel that's how you support. Yes, you can be disappointed, but at the end of the day, it's a sport. You know, we, were, we saw the fallout just recently at the Commonwealth Games with Kyle Chalmers, and you know, the fact that his performances were not talked about and the impact that that. That had on him. I think we forget that these are really a lot of them young young men um, still fighting their way in the world. And yes, you can be disappointed, but I think there's a I don't I think there's appropriate ways to show it.
0: Mm. And I, I don't think social media is is the way to show it either.
1: Oh, um, I don't. I agree. I don't think social media is. I don't think booing is. And I think people need to remember at the end of the day, it's a sport.
0: Hmm. Well. Football's a, a very well all sport supporting is a very uh, passionate and emotional uh, endeavor, and so some people are just not so good at seeing the human side of it. And you know, I think um, they dehumanize the players because they they don't actually have any personal interactions with them. And same with a coach, right? Like, mm. um. Ben Rutten doesn't want to be not doing a good job. He doesn't want to be losing games. And I actually, I've said several times on the podcast, I actually really like Ben Rutten. Um, I really like his leadership style. I really like what he's trying to achieve with the culture of the football club. And Mm. I really like, I think he's very emotionally intelligent and I think he's very driven. And I think, and I like the way that he's going about it. What I don't like is the way that the team is playing, which ultimately is his responsibility. So there's there's a big issue at the football club and, there, and the, the issue predated Rutten because Worsford was the same. Um, and, you know, you can say it goes all the way mm. back to sort of t- 2012 when uh, we, as a club, we were run so poorly that we allowed a... You know, whether we were the only club or whether the other club's doing it, we allowed uh, a program in place that has really almost demolished the football club and certainly has had a big hand in our lack of success since then.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think I agree with the, everything that you said about Rutten. I think he, he has... Maybe he, as Matthew said, maybe he um, is more suited to being an assistant coach. But from what I've seen of him, the way he interacts with the players, the way he interacts or the emotional intelligence he shows, um, all of that, I really like what he's about. And I think every time the group chats go off, like there's a reason why I'm not on the board or a CEO of a big corporation and it's because I think I'm too... Empathetic, and I see the human side. Um, and all I was thinking about today, when I kept seeing reports of Rotten, um, you know, being sacked or or whatever, I just felt so sad about that. And I feel like he's coming to a football club that is a shambles, and he unfortunately is the face of it.
0: No, I think I think if you look a little bit deeper. He came as the defensive coach in charge of team defence in 2018 or 2019. And we have, our team defence has consistently gotten worse since then. Having said that, our key position, the actual defence of the defenders, has improved. Uh, he's gotten the best out of quite a number of players. Uh, he's certainly got Laverty playing the best football he's ever played. He's got Zerk Thatcher playing the best football he's ever played. Ridley continues to improve. There's certainly, a, he's gotten individuals to get the best out of themselves. Um, but the whole team is not coherent. It's not functioning. And is it is it more than just Rutten? Is it fitness? I think fitness is a huge part of it. Is it our fitness and, and injury management staff? I think so. We saw again this week. Snelling got injured during the week. Um, Stuart, Stuart back up for another game so I think that's a not having your best 22 on the park is very very crucial and we haven't been able to do that consistently for a long time long mm. long time really not since John Quinn left the football club have we been able to do that um, and that's early 2000s so there's a whole other heap of other factors but just like Heard, he may have been you know what I, of,
1: what I feel about the
0: you going?
1: Oh, no, you go. And then I'll go. You say, so just like Heard, you feel...
0: Just like her, you know, ultimately, whether he knew about the, the drugs or not, the buck stops with him. Ultimately, wins and losses, the buck stops with Rutten. Mm.
1: That's true. That's true. So what I was going to say was, what I feel about the team this year is that The young guys have really stepped up. I'm talking Laverde, Ridley, Redman, Zerk Thatcher, um, Guelphie, Harry Jones. But I feel like that middle tier of players, so a little bit more experience like Parrish, McGrath, um, Stringer, Heppel to an extent. So the older players, I feel like that's where the team's really been let down this year. Mm. Um, in terms of consistency, in terms of form, you know, lots of things. I know they've had quite a few injuries, but I do feel that they're the ones that have been letting the team down a little bit.
0: Mm. Look, I don't disagree with that. Um, And when your senior players aren't performing, it's really difficult for your young players to carry the team, right? Mm. But um, look, let's, let's jump into the news that hit today, and that is... Um, if you haven't read it, there was a club statement and I'll just summarize a a few of it. Um, so essentially they got the results of the internal review. So two weeks ago, the internal review of the football department was tabled at a scheduled board meeting. Since that date, the board has met several times and formed the view on the need for an additional external inputs, which will now take place under the scope of an external review. Um, The decision, this is a Paul Brasher quote, the decision to extend the substantial work already done in examining our football program to add another additional eternal aspect into the review will set the tone for the club for the years ahead. Under the constitution, my term as a board member must end next year. Rather than wait till the middle of 2023, I believe it is most important that the person who will act as president in the years ahead should be the person who oversees the review. So essentially, Paul Brasher has resigned as president. And the reason he's resigned is because he thinks that, well, if we're going to do an external review, the person who's going to make these changes should be in charge while the review happens, which I think is is fair enough.
1: So um, he, when it says, like, according to the... Legislation or whatever, so he, regardless of what happens, was having to step down. Do they have limited terms, like the president of the USA?
0: uh Not as a president, as a board member, as far as I understand. And I mean, he's been on the board a long time, right? So he may have exceeded his the entirety of his time. So he might have right. been there ten years or so, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Um, so he had to go regardless of what the review says, and he's the, probably he had like to
0: finish up the middle of next year, regardless.
1: Right. And so he's probably like, the review is going to say that I need to go anyway and that I've done a poor job. So I'm going to get on the front foot and resign, quote unquote, before they sack me.
0: No, I don't think that's the case. I think because the review was not of him. I think the reason he's resigning is because he should have done an external review when he did an internal review. Right. So he he tried to keep everything in house when that wasn't appropriate. He should have done an external review and we would be 12 weeks ahead of where we are right now doing an external review. Right. Um, Look, and the new president talks about a line in the sand and how our number one focus from now is on field success. Right. Which, We've Mm. been critical of in the past, and even before we started this podcast, we saw that the mission statement of Essendon Football Club did not have footballing success in its top four or five paragraphs. It was way Mm. down the list. And that has since changed, but I think for too long, the football club has been put other things ahead of footballing success. And I mean, it's refreshing to have a president say, this is. and Brasher did essentially allude to this as well, that on-field success is the most important thing. And I'm glad that we're having an external review because I think the club needs it. For too long, Essendon has tried to keep everything in-house, have a little boys' club and those sorts of things. And I think the external review needs to happen.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. And I think it doesn't really... And whatever they find in this review, like unless it translates on-field... I don't know that anyone's going to be happy. Mm.
0: mm. Look, I, I think the other factor in this whole schmozzle is that Alistair Clarkson's available and Essendon have a lot of money to spend and the perform if we'd continued along the vein of the good performances that we were seeing sort of prior to the North Melbourne game in the second half of the year, then I don't think it becomes a question. But last week's loss and this week's loss were just terrible. And Hmm. I don't think you in good conscience as a football club that wants to have success down the road or even in the, the short to medium term can have the best coach of the modern era, available and without a job and not ask the question. You just have to do that due diligence as a struggling football club. And I think, ultimately, that what I think may have happened, and I have a couple of sources which I can't name, but I think what has happened is people involved in the football club have had a chat to Alistair Clarkson, engaged his interest, and they've gotten an answer that he is potentially interested in coming to Essendon and they have swiftly acted um, mm. in this regard.
1: It's interesting because as far as I saw on um, Footy Classified last week, um, he was basically done deal for North Melbourne. So are you saying that you don't think that that's um, necessarily the case?
0: I think if I was Alistair Clarkson and... I'd nearly signed with been offered a job by North Melbourne and GWS is still talking to him as well. So he's still weighing up offers. And if Essendon with our current list came to the table and said, Hey, do you want to coach us? I'm picking Essendon over the other two clubs. GWS are a nothing club. He would be going there for money, but they don't have any tradition. They don't have any supporters. They don't have any members. They, he may have success there, but like, Who cares? It's GWS, Um, and then you're comparing Mm. North Melbourne. I also think, like, would
1: you move your family? Would you move your family interstate if you've got two potential Melbourne jobs as well?
0: Yeah, well, I don't don't know anything about his family. I don't know if they're young or older or whatever. Um, And look, he's not going to be uncomfortable Mm. wherever he lives. You know, he'll be living in a nice part of Sydney. No. But if you're, and so if you if you dismiss GWS because, like, why? Um, and you, as a... The Although,
1: imagine being the first premiership coach of the GWS.
0: Yeah, it's not as prestigious. That's a like, place in history. But you don't get to compete on Anzac Day. You don't get to be one of the big Melbourne mm. clubs, right? Yeah. And. He's going to be far better resourced at Essendon than at North Melbourne. The list is, is in a much better shape than at North Melbourne. It's further along its development cycle than at North Melbourne. I think from a enjoyable ease of job, I think it's a no-brainer to go to
1: Essendon
0: mm. if I'm yeah. Alistair Clarkson. Could be right. Like the facility, everything, everything about Essendon is better than North Melbourne.
1: Oh yeah, you know?
0: and not from a not from a we're an Essendon podcast point of view, but from a just look at the clubs, like the reality
1: the list, of it. Yeah. Of compare
0: course. the clubs, compare the list, compare the resources, compare everything, compare the supporter bases, compare everything about those four clubs, and Essendon—it's just the no-brainer.
1: Mm. I've got four words for you about mm. the Essendon coaching. Mm. Do you want to hear them? Yep. In herd we trust.
0: Yeah. Look, I. The nostalgic Nick definitely wants that to happen, but I think that would be a silly move from the club's point of view. Um would I bring Herd back as a senior assistant for uh right Yeah, now? I'm
1: I'm Yes.
0: Um But I yeah, I think that would be a really silly move to be honest. Um But I'm glad there's external reviews happening because that means the whole football department is under question. Everyone, everyone's job is getting looked at. Josh Marnie's job's getting looked at. Rutten's job's getting looked at. All the assistant coaches' jobs are getting looked at. Um, the list manager's job's getting looked at. Everything. Everything has to be reviewed. Um and these things will take a bit of time. So I just wonder. I just wonder what happens in the Clarkson space.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Look, I really Yeah. The emotional side of me wants Rutten to have one more year to at least finish out his contract. Um, But, I mean, there would have to be significant on-field success. Here's,
0: Here's the dilemma that the Essendon Football Club have. We are such nuffies that not only do we go to every game and watch every game, but we have a podcast that we pay our own money and give our own time for each week to broadcast into the ears of... And yes, we now know we have listeners. um, Into the ears of other Nuffies who listen to it for free. Don't
1: insult our listeners by calling them Nuffies.
0: We're all Nuffies.
1: That's just just rude.
0: Okay, we're the Nuffies. They're the intelligent people that listen to our nuffy opinions. Um, And... I have found it difficult to care about this season, and certainly I am not falling for any bullshit and any any positive spin. If the if Rutten is still in charge at the end of the year, uh, and going into next season, the how do they generate excitement for the football club? How do they sell memberships? How do they re-engage with all the members like us who are, and we're not just the the average member that, you know, in a bad year will just not pay their membership, whatever. Like, we are the genuine rusted on, we're the most loyal of customers, right? Hmm. If if we're disengaged, what does that say for the the flighty customers or for the people that will pay to go to a big game and that's about it? But it's, what a, I, it's a real problem.
1: But then the how player. is it possible that we've had record membership, over 84,000 members? Like I genuinely cannot understand how this is happening with with these performances.
0: Well, because you pay your membership at the start of the year.
1: No, it keeps going up through the season.
0: Yeah, that's cats and dogs, and you know people have a baby and they sign their baby up and.
1: Mate, you had a baby and signed your baby up. Yeah, because I'm a nuffy. Gosh, I I do see what you And you're then and that. then
0: you get Massimo's family. He's a he's a wog, right?
1: So, so all signed
0: up. by the time you get his cousins, his aunties, his uncles, then the family back in Italy, that's probably another two or 3,000.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess.
0: So, it's, um, yeah. It, look, it's surprising. But, yeah, we had record, record membership again. But it's not going to happen next year. Not without mm-hmm. big change. And that, I don't necessarily think that Rutten needs to go. But there needs to be an external review and there needs to be really big change.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually it's really interesting because yesterday was the first day I really noticed. Like, I mean, we sit in the crowd a lot. We go to a lot, a lot of games, and yeah, people will say things here and there to the players or the about the performance. But yesterday was the first time I really noticed. Like, the tone was different in how people were kind of what people were saying. You know, hmm. when they were yeah. The tone was different.
0: Well, it's been it's been like that all year. That mm. people are fed up with the spin and the bullshit. And I'll tell you what, Essendon, you can tell Essendon are clamoring for the AFLW to start so they can start pumping out good news stories about mm. the women's team. They're already promoting it. They're already talking about, yeah, the game's been moved to Marvel. They cannot wait. For the men's season to finish and the women's season to start because there's Once so much... Once again, it's up to excitement.
1: the females to clean up the mess left by the males. It's just mm-hmm. like life.
0: Yeah, just like... That's not... That's not chauvinist <laughs> or bigoted at all.
1: Not at all. Not at all. Um, it's just reality, mate.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's, it's a really... It's a tough time for the footy club. And like I say, they they've got a real problem on their hands
1: Mm. because
0: Mm. without engagement of of people like us, that means there's going to be a, you know, a huge drop off of membership. And like every year we talk about on the podcast, every year we end the season, we say, Oh, we're not going to fall for it again. Um, And then they come out with a couple of, and every year we fall for it, but I'm not this year. Like I'm, I'm completely disengaged. Like I find it difficult to watch games at the moment. And I am literally going to turn off, I don't think I'll look at football again. I'll probably watch the grand final. Um, I'll get the summary of trade week and then we'll not engage with the football club until round one comes around again. Um, and that's, that's a big statement for people like us who are just, mm. who, like, it's so central to our lives. Football. Yeah, it's so central to our family socializing it's central to really everything that we do just ask ash
1: gosh that makes us this. sound really pathetic
0: but it i mean i'm sure it's the same for a lot of listeners that it, yeah. it forms from march to september it just forms mm. the core of sort of your recreation time yeah um and if we're disengaged then there's a lot of people that are disengaged.
1: It's really sad. I'm like, oh, one more week and then I can have my weekends back because it yeah. has not been fun. It's been a really long season and there's definitely not been a lot of fun. Oh, it's,
0: been, it's been a downer from, from round one. There's no question. There's no mm. question from, like we talk about all the time, I, we, the writing was on the wall at quarter time of round one that it mm. was going to be a very long year. Um, which is so, sad because in general, this has been a, probably one of the best football seasons of football as a neutral supporter mm. that you could hope for. And we just haven't engaged with it. Haven't enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think then were those six or so weeks where we were giving some good performances? What do you think that was?
0: Mm. I'm not sure.
1: Because fundamentally, because... the coaching hasn't changed. The systems haven't changed. Literally, nothing's changed. So, like, what, what do you think, where do you think they came from?
0: Well, that that's consistency, right? You can have one bad week because we've got a young team and they can be off for a week. But we saw them consistently, see, consistently at the start of the year in the first six weeks. Uh, they disappeared and now um, they're happening again. So... We haven't set good habits. We haven't set a good baseline and we haven't been able to find consistency, which has been Essendon's problem for at least the last four or five years. Mm. Um, so who knows? Like if, if, if I knew the answer, I'd tell Ben Rutten and then yeah. we'd be a top four team, right? If he knew the answer, we wouldn't be having these performances. So mm. I don't know. You got any ideas?
1: Uh, no, got none. That's why I asked the question. I'm no AFL coach, that is for sure.
0: Mm, Matthew made a good point that um, Mm. he said that he reckons our midfield is better balanced when one of Parrish or Merritt is not playing. Mm. Um, Maybe, maybe. Certainly the performances for the team as a whole have been true in that situation. Mm. But uh, that wasn't the case last year.
1: No, no. Last
0: year, they were playing really well and last year they were winning games. So... Who knows? Who knows what's going on? Who knows
1: mm.
0: where the disconnects happening? Who knows where the coaching is breaking down? Where the analysis is breaking down? Like, for me, injuries have been certainly a really big part of it, mm. but um, there's more to it. And if and if Ruttons not getting out of get not getting the best out of the players because they're disengaged, then that's a sign that he that he needs to go. Mm. Um, as but they don't we... seem
1: they don't look disengaged like they look disengaged on the field, right? But mm. they don't look disengaged off the field.
0: Yeah, I don't get the sense that there's turmoil at the football club in terms of people don't like the coach or there's not like there was at the end of 2020, right? Where you yeah. really got the sense that the football club was in real trouble. I yeah. I get the sense that they're really unified. Mm. Uh but the problem is they're not performing. So you can all be best mates, but if you're not doing your job and you're not getting success in your job, then something has to change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I um, have another question. Mm. Dyson Heppel. What Thoughts- about him? So, do, do you think he's going to the Gold Coast?
0: No, I think he'll stay. I think Essendon will um, change, will up their offer. Yeah. I don't think he wants to go. I think he wants to finish as an Essendon player.
1: Like, he he just bleeds red and black, right? And I don't see how... As the as the the captain of the football club, how you up and leave? Uh, I mean, oh, like if that happens, if that happens, I feel like that's a really big sign.
0: No, I don't think so. You don't, I think? don't think so? Why not? Nah. He he doesn't owe the football club anything.
1: No, and I don't. He... I don't think that he. Owe, I definitely don't think he owes the football club anything. Um, but. You know, from everything that you see, he literally bleeds red and black. Hmm. And if he's not, if he's not seeing, having the faith in what's happening, then no, I feel like.
0: No, it wouldn't be about that. If Hebble leaves, it's because he's setting up for his launch into his post career. We know he's close to the end of his career, right? Yeah. So if he's offered four years, if he's getting one year at Essendon offered with yeah. a potentially a trigger for a second year and he's getting offered four years at Gold Coast, two playing, two coaching. And that's the direction he wants his career to go after football. I I think he'd be silly to turn it down.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I. It that's wouldn't fair. be, I don't think him leaving is on the same ilk as Danaher Saad Fantasia leaving, where they just wanted out of the football club. That's not the case. That what would mm. happen is he they would make him an offer that he cannot refuse.
1: Mm. And do you think they would? Gold Coast? Um. Oh, Essendon.
0: No, Essendon are going to make him an offer where they're going to pay him for where he's at in his career, I think. Oh look, I don't do list management, so I don't really understand, but I think they're gonna lowball him um and try and get mm-hmm. him on a lesser contract. Because he would have been on a big contract for a long time. Um and free up some more yeah. cap space.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean I, I would be um I would be sad to see him go.
0: Yeah, I would too. I really like Dyson Heppel and I would like him to... Really, ultimately, I wanted him to finish as a premiership captain of Essendon, but it doesn't look like that's going to be happening.
1: Um, what, I, what I think... What I would like for him, though, is um, possibly next year for him not to be captain and for him to have that pressure taken off him so that he can just go out and play.
0: I don't think he'll be captain next year regardless. I think it'll mm. be merit
1: mm. um,
0: because... They need to be able to drop him when he's not performing well. But um, in that
1: case, I don't think like I feel for a lot of this season he wouldn't have been on the on the in the team.
0: Yeah. Well, until they moved him to the wing, right? When he mm. started to perform again. But that's that's a team issue though. That's not a that's not a Dyson Heppel issue. Mm. That is um we've been so poor across the entire ground for the whole season, you can't pin that on, on Heppel alone. No,
1: I'm but not yes, pinning it on him at all.
0: Yes, he's had some bad games, but name a player on the list that hasn't had a bad game. Okay, easy, muscle more. But the rest, you know. Um, name one of the others that hasn't had a bad game.
1: Yeah, I can't. So. Ridley.
0: No, he had a bad game earlier in the year. They've all had a bad game. I guess. But, but yeah, look, I, ultimately I'm I'm pretty excited about the uh the external review. I think finally the club is doing the right thing and actually doing due process to uh see where they're at and really get a gauge on what they need going forward. Mm. I'm a bit ambivalent. I think I think Ben Rutten could be a very good coach one day. Um he's not yet just like anyone who's in their third year of a job or second year of a job is never going to be as good as they will be by the end of their career. Um, so look, if he if they do the review and they find that they think that he's still the man, great, then mm. uh, we still need some good performances and we still need something to get excited about um, and he needs more resources or whatever. And if he's not, I still think that he will be a good coach somewhere else. Maybe he's one of those guys that is just a really good assistant for his entire career. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um maybe not. But we'll I guess we'll wait and see over the next couple of weeks. We'll see what pans out. Yeah. I think if I think if Clarkson's available you you have to ask the question, ultimately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess watch this so, phase, right?
0: Hmm. Mm. And I'll try and keep getting some inside word.
1: Mm, yes, please.
0: Mm. So um, why don't we take a little bit of a break and then when we come back, uh, just for our one... You know how there's always one Richmond supporter at every mm. game?
1: Mm.
0: We actually have one Richmond supporter that listens to our podcast.
1: We do? Who is
0: it? It's a friend of mine, Brenton. Um, And so I wasn't going to do a, a preview of the week coming up, But he asked me about it today. So, we better take a little bit of a break. And then when we come back, we have a look at uh, the game. Finally, the game against Richmond. So, Saturday night, 7.25, MCG. It's there. It's done. Our last game of this terrible season. And what a way to finish it. What better way could we possibly finish this season than getting hammered by the Tigers? What do you think, Laura?
1: Yeah, well, why not, hey? Traditional rivals, MCG Saturday night. Um, We're going to be absolutely smashed. Um, it's the thank you game for the members, which makes me absolutely laugh. Like this season with the 150th celebrations, they they pumped up this season so hardcore for the 150th year and they did their 150th celebrations and this is the thank you game for the members. And just like the 150th, there's going to be probably some big shebang at the start. And then the the first bounce is going to happen, and that'll be it. Mm. How many do you reckon... Keep going. I just do not see a way in which Essendon wins this game. No. In no way, shape, or form is Essendon winning this game.
0: No, there's no chance. There is no chance. Uh, Brenton asked me today, what's overs and unders for Tom Lynch outscoring Essendon? And I said... None, because we have Zerk, but I, I think he's pretty much on the money. I think Lynch will probably kick more than Essendon do.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. He's I Dusty hate... in the side?
0: Who gives a fuck? I hate that guy.
1: Mm, okay. Um, and I'm Luis... going to be trolled so hardcore. Like, I'm going to have to wear a Richmond jumper on Monday at work because a little nine-year-old boy thinks that we have some deal going on that if Richmond beat Essendon, that's what has to happen.
0: Every time. So, since 2014, you have worn a Richmond jumper every time.
1: Every time. Not once have I been able to troll this kid back and made him wear an Essendon jumper. Mm, like, just once, on. I want to make that happen.
0: It's not going to happen in our lifetime. Um, so, who played on the weekend? Did Dusty play? I think Dusty's out. I think they might leave him out until they roll him into finals, potentially. Probably. Um, yeah, I I think he's having a tough time mentally, to be honest, uh, mm. Dusty. Well,
1: I mean, do you blame him? Like he's lost his dad and all sorts. Of yeah, things yeah, I think.
0: I think he's not really that interested in football this year, to be honest. Yeah. Um,
1: Maybe he's got his uh, three premierships. Who gives a shit?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Look, I don't I don't see where we beat them on any line. I think their defense is far better than our attack. Uh, I think our defense is. Or maybe not. Maybe our defense is, is stacks up okay. Uh, I think Laverde can go to Rewalt and do a good job. Um, it's Lynch. I think Zerk goes to Lynch for sure. But mm. Lynch is, is really, when he gets good delivery, if we, if we bring the sort of pressure that we did against Port Adelaide, Lynch is going to have a field day. Um, and really, I, I have no confidence in our midfield because they didn't play a ruck on the weekend. And yet, our double ruck combo could not give our... Well, they could give that midfield first use, but the midfield couldn't do anything with it. Um, and mm. Richmond are gearing up for a final series. They're going to be... If they're not resting players, um, getting ready was, for the final Yeah, I was going
1: to say the only way we can win is if they rest half their team in preparation for the finals.
0: And they can, they can afford to as well because they're more than two games inside the eight. And they're more than, and they're two games off sixth, so they can't actually go up. Um, they can only go down if um, if Carlton win.
1: Yeah, because they're on fifty points and Carlton's on forty eight, but mm. Bulldogs, uh, the or Bulldogs and Saints are on forty four. So actually, it's only Carlton that can drop out, not Richmond. So they may yeah. well rest half their team.
0: Yeah, which you know might be might be something that they do. Uh and then we're in with a chance, but other than that, I cannot see us getting within 10 goals of Richmond. Do you know
1: how we could possibly do it actually? How's that? Is if we lose half our team half an hour before the game again.
0: To covid protocols? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that might that might be a go.
1: Yeah. Maybe we should just go and give everyone gastro.
0: Maybe we should just forfeit. That, that can be the thank you for, from the Essendon football <laughs> club. They can forfeit the game and we can spend our Saturday night doing something we enjoy.
1: Like not sitting in the freezing cold.
0: Watching our heartless rabble run around.
1: Freezing our little butts off. Yeah. yeah. While this team does what they do.
0: We say it like we're actually forced to go to this game. That like we don't have free will and choice to not scan our ticket and turn up.
1: I know. Why do we do that?
0: Um, But yeah, maybe, maybe that's what the club can do. Is they can say thank you by forfeiting a couple days before.
1: Do you know what we should try actually? Something that we never do at the footy. What's that? Let's start drinking at the footy. Like, and see if that actually makes it more enjoyable. It won't. Like, number one, we'll spend more time at the bar, so we won't be able to see any of it, and then we'll probably spend half the time in the toilet because we will have had so much fluid.
0: Now nah, you're a sad drunk, it'll be so much worse. you're you're a crier. Yeah, that's true. It'll be so much worse, so, so, and then you'll and then you'll feel shit the next day, but not like emotional shit when Essendon doesn't play well, just shit as in hungover.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So all
1: right. Well, I've got it's nothing. It's a terrible idea. Got but yeah,
0: I can't see us getting over the top at all. I think their midfield's better than... Well, no, I think our midfield is actually better than their current midfield, talent-wise. Yeah, cop that, Brenton. Um, <laughs> they're just not playing very well. Um, yeah. So, to be honest, what do I want to get out of this game? I just want the season to be ended. I just want it to die. Do um, you know
1: what? At least we're going to be smart about it and we can go and get good crepes at halftime. From the yeah, MCT members.
0: True, true. Yeah, we've got we got the the tactics to get in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: um
1: yeah, I. I maybe don't know, we I could think. just
0: we can do what all Italians do and and just feed eat. our emotions with food.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's eat our
0: emotions. Yeah. So. Yeah, 7:25. I'm expecting 10 plus goals, and then um.
1: Gosh, it's gonna be such a miserable night. Yeah. I'll never forget 2016. Dream time at the G. Oh my gosh, we were sitting there. It was raining. Mm. And I literally remember thinking, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I doing this to myself? And I feel yeah. like Saturday night is going to be exactly the same.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's going to be horrific. Mm.
1: But for the last time in
0: 2022. Mm. Well, no, because then we come back. Like we promised, but never did last season,
1: no, 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 um, I mean last time that we have to sit through that and put ourselves through that torture,
0: yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah, but yeah, there's I guess there's not much more to say about that uh, no. Richmond to win by a lot, I agree mm. um, so, Laura, where can people find us?
1: They can find us on Instagram at the Donfather pod, they can find us on Facebook, um they can listen to us on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, wherever else you find your podcasts. Um, mm. Big shout out to our listeners that have been sending us some DMs on social media. We appreciate knowing that people actually listen to this rubbish. Except Brenton,
0: because um, we don't like Richmond supporters.
1: Um, You just called him your friend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, you know. I would be, if I was Brenton, I would be cutting you out, out of my friendship circle right now for comments like yeah. that. Done. Um, but yeah, they can find us in all the places, send us messages, let us know how we can be better or if you like what we're doing. And um, I think that's about it.
0: Mm. Well, thanks for joining me tonight. It's a bit quicker than normal, but we didn't really have that much to talk about. The president no. stepped down, we played shit. We've got to wait for the rest of the news to drop after the external review.
1: That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm.
0: So, thanks for joining us, team. And until next time. Go Bombers. Go Dons.